0: welcome back everyone i'm here with stefan prince i am michael dunn and we're here with jake and anderson today together we make up pda all about the sports of course um another fun week of sports lots of stuff going on um we're excited about doing a mock draft today for you guys with you guys um talk a little bit about players getting ready for the league um and uh, I think we we definitely want to start a little bit though with some track and field stuff uh, a lot of stuff this last week for for our program and uh, Jake and you, you're down at Kansas and then you went to Luther tell us about like what it was like it looked like a crab
1: I uh yeah, so I looked like I got crossed with a snowman and a crab um a <laughs> lot of sun was uh was a uh, seen down in Kansas I mean. For what we've had for weather so far this spring, with it being cold and windy, I mean, the day we're recording, it's currently cold, snowy, and rainy, and just not the nicest of uh, weather, but um, being able to go down to Kansas and have some sunshine, a lot of sunshine, um, a lot of wind, and I think that played a big part in kind of some of the times we saw. I mean, you had it down the front stretch you had the wind at your back down the front stretch but then if you were out in space you were just working into the wind by yourself so that was that was definitely challenging i think for races and whatnot and didn't really get the time that i wanted but at the same time it was just good experience because i know once we get to conference in a couple of weeks here um we're going to be facing pretty much the same circumstances typically uh, hoping for better, better weather. But, um, yeah, no, Kansas was really cool. Uh, really cool atmosphere too. They had a huge high school meet along with the college meet and stuff like that and had some Kansas alum there signing autographs and, uh, racing and whatnot ended up, uh, being canceled. The rest of the meet got canceled on Saturday just because of a bunch of storms and stuff that were rolling through the area and whatnot, which was unfortunate, but, um, me and my teammates that went down had some good experience down there. Got to hang out seven hours in the van ride to and from. Um, and then Saturday at Luther, I think, was easily the best weather we've had, at least for a distance runner. Um, 60 degrees, slight wind to kind of cool us down a little bit, mostly cloudy. We've experienced
0: just, everything in April, haven't Oh, we? yeah. I mean, and you have for sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, it was almost 90. It was pushing 90 a couple days last week here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Mankato and then you go down to Kansas and sure it's hot but it's it's windier than ever and you know on the great plains of Kansas it probably rivals North Dakota for flatness and <laughs> at least eastern North Dakota and so when it comes down to you know wind blockage or anything like that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. um and and then obviously like you said you get back up here and um you get to compete down at down in Luther uh then Decorah Iowa and have an opportunity to um kind of split with both of those weather <laughs> patterns at least because like you said today I mean it's back into 30s 40s up here but great weather that you had in Decora.
1: yeah I mean and the races too were really competitive as well um racing down in Decora and um felt like it was just a good day for a lot of people overall and whatnot I know specifically for me like being able to jumping a four by one, never having done that before anchored it and stuff and, um, getting experience doing that and then having the best 800 I've ever run to And, um, you know, that was the most confident I think I, I've been this year, just going into a race knowing, like, I felt like I could really have a good time and be able to, um, be really competitive, not only within the race, but then also just getting out and stuff like that. And I think it helps with some of the practices I've had too, and just practicing getting out and practicing being able to attack right out the gate and stuff like that too has kind of helped. So There's like some
0: huge excitement on this yeah. side. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you knew, but like it was, it, it's, it's not every day that a coach or coaches are running across a field all the time. Cause we, we try to keep our heads pretty calm and collected most times, but there's just moments where it's just like, wow, wow. Like this is happening right now. Again, this is the first weekend that anybody on our team had a chance to compete. So the group went down to Kansas um, first meet of their outdoor season. You know, they, they got there based on their indoor and past year performances. And so, you know, super like, I mean, you talk about like breaking in to your outdoor season, like you're doing it at Kansas. Good luck, you know? And then after that you've got Luther and most of the team, that's where they started their season. Um, and even for you, like you said, your events that you're doing, you did different events at KU different events at Luther. So, um, but just, I mean, Stefan, like, (laughs) You, you and I were like once I saw stefan running when I started running too I was just like forget it. I'm not getting there before so, him. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah Tell us what was going through your head stefan because you've been taking on in a little bit in the eight and and as far as Seeing him do that. What was what was going through your mind?
2: Well, we usually talk through the race before the race happens Um, I tell him what I want to see out of him Um, and, and what to do when you know and stuff like that in the race and making sure that he's just uh you know, aware of where he's at on the track, right, um, especially, like, you know, time-wise. So, you know, the first, the first time he came through on that first lap, he was looking really smooth. He came through in the time that we talked about, um, especially on that first lap. He really came around that time we talked about because we were talking about, hey, come in around on 59, you know, 60 seconds, and we'll just see what we can do on the last lap. And then he came in, and then he started kicking the gear with about 250, 200 left. And I was just like, oh, man, is he going to do it? Is he really going to do it? And then he just kept getting closer and closer to the finish line, and the time is just you know going slowly and slowly. And I'm I just feel like, like the last
0: <laughs> twenty meters was painful, man, for well, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I wait a minute, wait. Ticking, <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. We're like,
2: we're like, counting, you know, as he's running, we're just like, <laughs> we're just like fifty seven, fifty eight, fifty nine, two minutes, two oh one, you know. And yeah, So like it, just having the excitement of just seeing the time. You know, that we have just hand time and then when he crosses the finish line and then you just go back and check official results and we're just like, whoa. He, really, he really <laughs> just ran that, right? That's pretty special. I can I can tell you this much: I felt like I was very
1: strong for 750 meters. <laughs> that last 50 <laughs> meters was you're like the it, right? hard, like, <laughs> and, and like I said, I did a four by one. I didn't like. I felt really good off the four by one. Like I didn't feel like it took too much out of me. Granted, I'm also a distance runner who's used to running more than 100 meters at a time. You're a hybrid runner, but, so you know, you're, you're
0: being pretty humble. About
1: you know, it. I. <laughs> that's yeah fair enough but um I also felt like just really good coming into it and you know we kind of talked about at the beginning of this too like having a meet at Kansas and traveling all day and whatnot and typically that can take a lot out of you just you know physically mentally like you're in the vans all day out in the heat all day at Kansas and stuff like that too but I felt like I was really well hydrated and felt good and rested um almost, uh, missed the vans coming out because I kind of slept through my alarm. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, no, I, I felt really good and really comfortable. And, um, you know, when I heard Steph say 27, 28, 29, and that first 200, I was like, all right, I'm on it now. It's just, you know, finish because I ran, I set up myself well to be able to, and, um, coming down the home stretch, that was where we felt most of the wind. The wind wasn't bad at all at Luther until we hit the five K's, but, um, you know, being able to really attack and, uh, also stay in the pack and whatnot. I know when we got to about that two fifty to go Mark, I, everything kind of, um, single filed out a little bit and everybody was just trying to draft. It felt like, and I was running out more in space, trying to, you know, be in my own bubble versus just being trapped on the rail and being able to have the freedom to move. And it felt like with a hundred to go, I sell, I felt the, uh, Red Seas part a little bit, and I was thinking, okay, this is my chance. And then I hit that 50 meter mark, and I'm like, nope, nope, running in <laughs> empty. Can't. Well, can't and a guy <laughs> can't that get things for the 400 hurdles.
0: I mean, and truly, like you're training 400 hurdles to 3,000 steeple, right? I mean, 5K is kind of an outlier if we do something like that. Four by one is obviously an outlier too. But, you know, the 800 has never been your best event. And, you're, you're taking that training and and that process of like, okay, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. It's like a snowball going downhill, gaining speed, not just speed, but gaining mass. Right. So you're doing that in this process. How's that been feeling?
1: It's honestly, I feel like everything I've been doing has been helping every event that I do. Cause you know, you look at, you look at an 800, for example, Um, without training for things like the steeple, the 1500 and stuff like that, I wouldn't have as much of the endurance work to be able to run, you know, 750 meters of that race and be able to run it confidently, smoothly and stuff like that. Same thing with like a 15 and a 3k where, you know, I'm trying to kick and finish, but I maybe wouldn't get as much speed. So like, I feel like with how much I've been bouncing around with training, how much hurdle work I've been doing too, I mean... Typically at my freshman, sophomore year, I was a guy who was always kind of like, ah, my hip, ow, my IT bands, you know, seeing the trainers a lot. I feel like because I've been doing more of the hurdle stuff too, like that's been helping like hips. Um, and hip mobility and being able to keep myself more mobile and a little bit, of injury, kind little of, bit right. of injury prevention. It also helps with strength stuff too. I mean, you look at steeple; that is a very physically demanding race. I know we've talked about it on this show. Yeah, that it's a very you know it'll wear on you physically and stuff like that. So I think being able to have like that in my mentals where it's like, all right, you know fighting through pain. How, how are you going to be able to manage that? How are you going to be able to manage being physically tired and whatnot? Um, one of the things I told Steph yesterday before I ran, he was like, you know, do you want your splits the second time you come around? I'm like, no, just tell me arms and kick. That's, (laughs) that's all I want to hear is just arms and kick because if I do my job right, then I'm going to set myself up. And I think, um, you know, that was kind of the focus was just running a good enough first 400, first 200, first 400 to be able to kind of set myself up. And then from there, it's just give it, you know, yeah. turn and burn. As I like to say, you know, you hit that last uh, turn and you just hit the afterburners and go. So, um, but no, it was really cool. I also got to um, break my dad's best time for when he ran the 800 when he was in track. So like that felt pretty cool too and stuff. And um, was able to talk with my family a little bit afterwards and whatnot. And that was one of the goals I had set coming into the season too. So um, really cool to be able to do that. They were, they were going to come out, but then with the weather and stuff like that, we had seen rain and it was like, uh, it was we, unpredictable. That it, it, didn't it, didn't yeah, it really was going to
0: be uh, clouds parting. And, and to be honest, the whole day wasn't perfect, right. No. Luther, but, um, you know, for what you can get, it was better than what
1: could have been for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think that was, that was Kind of the nice thing was, and I always we always do that to my mom and dad too, where like they're like, oh yeah, we'll come, eh, never mind, we can't, and then Naomi and I will just end up <laughs> doing, you know, something cool or breaking yeah, some record in there too. Yeah, I mean, she had four events, I think, four. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think she
0: was. She did four. She had triple, which she pr'd in. She had the four hundred hurdles, which I think she did. She did pr in. Yeah. Um, smr. She had the smr, which. You know her her leg was a 200 meter Mm -hmm. leg and she she ran very well for doing it right after a 400 as well um, and then I think she also did the 100 hurdles Yeah, and And I think that was her first outdoor 100 hurdles, right? Yeah, so um Yeah, I mean she had a day herself, but yeah, definitely I think stefan you and I both talked yesterday too Before we came back, but like it was a good day. Yeah good good start to a (laughs) season for sure. It was a
2: really good day I was um I was actually very happy with everything that I saw. Um, not just like competing wise, but as a team, like everyone was, you know, out on the track, rooting each other on um, and checking out new events that obviously that they haven't checked out before. Um, so it, it was pretty sweet, you know, seeing everyone be, being able to interact with each other. Um, Getting after their
1: events.
0: I mean, Stephanie breaking triple jump record down at Kansas, Abby breaking uh, discus record. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: what's funny. I, I had talked to Abby and Abby had always said like she broke hundred like the hundred foot mark once in discus in high school and then just wasn't able to touch it again because her coach had like written it down at um at some other mark or whatever and she's like I've never been able to break a hundred and then she goes out and throws a 113 eight yeah first and, out and, <laughs> <laughs> and I turn around I'm like you realize you threw like a 113 she's like wait that's what it equates to in feet because yeah, you know everything in, in life, college life. is in meters or whatever and she's like huh i feel cool now
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was that was pretty sweet um but no just just a good day i think overall and anything you want to add from the weekend stuff anything else
2: um the week week weekish late week weekend (laughs) not really i mean obviously just uh you know a big round of applause to the team um for going out there and getting after it yesterday um
0: yeah, I mean these practices haven't been easy either. Like no. we've been outside a couple of days because of weather. Who knows? I mean tomorrow morning, Who knows? we're hoping we're, we can be outside for stuff, but obviously with the weather we have, you never know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's it's been a journey already through April. That's that's for sure. April is here, and it's it's not it's not been nice.
1: It's it's <laughs> never an easy April in Minnesota, especially when you have. Outdoor track meets that you're trying to fit in. I remember my first ever track meet. We were running around uh, six inches of snow that was still on the ground. Um, And it had just gotten to the point. We just need to be outside. So Fairmont actually just shoveled off their track and we're just running laps around, you know, snow that's up to our shins or whatever. It was definitely a good first experience to a Minnesota track and field, but no, it, it felt good to just get back out there, get some good races in and, have different experiences and whatnot and kind of open up the season that way. So yeah. should be a, should be a fun one rest of the way here and get some good meets in at some good competition. We got U of M coming up, Carlton coming up, usually two pretty fun meets. And then Gustavus during Drake week two to be able to get some meets in, we got three meets, three meets in what half week and a half. Yeah. I mean, Something it's, like it's, that. A
0: week, it's a week front, like Wednesday, Saturday and Wednesday. Yeah. We have three meets. So, um, buckle up as the season doesn't get any easier right so yeah uh, but no we'll keep touching base on that as we um you get back to this every week and um but guys i mean we're getting closer to this nfl draft right kansas city wins a super bowl they're hosting you know the nfl draft coming up um apparently like um isn't Kelsey like having some kind of concert
2: thing. Going He's on. having a
1: huge like concert thing. I think the so week is great. There's
2: a big party going on down there. Um, did, you guys, did you guys see uh, Travis Kelsey's like uh, opening game throw? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he he threw out the first pitch. I figured, was it for Can- it wasn't for Kansas I don't think City. It was for Kansas City. Um, um, Was it a minor one of the minor league? Teams? No, no, it was a mean, major league major team. League but he. It, it's it, a good <laughs> thing that the Chiefs have. Mahomes at quarterback and not Kelsey we'll just put it that so he's way. not going to be uh the backup to the backup to the he's, backup I don't Never think they're going to be designing any Kelsey throws to be honest I mean uh, they could <laughs> I feel like Andy Reid would probably throw that in there just f- <laughs> for fun now knowing oh, that offense man. but preseason he, just yeah. wait
0: for it it's <laughs> one play that he gets the one rep that he gets on the
1: uh it's gonna field. be a 50 yard bomb to like <laughs> to Mahomes <laughs> to Mahomes or something or MVS or something yeah um, but no, it was, uh, it was a little outside. Yeah. So,
0: well, so, you know, we, we want to make this a little bit fun too. We want to go through it and, um, you know, kind of give what we think maybe we, whether it's what we'd like to see, what we think is going to happen. Um, you know, I mean that, that can be, we, we'll discuss all that, you know, through each pick probably, but, um, yeah, I think we dive in here, have a little fun with it. Um, we all know Carolina traded you know up to get the first pick. Um and with a lot of the uh buzz at least out there right now about it being for a quarterback which they've you know they they've desperately needed, right? The franchise quarterback can change your life, can change your 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 program. Obviously there's uh like GM that is on the hot seat there, I'm sure that that is um you know probably feeling the heat right now to pick the right one. (laughs) So whether it's, you know, one, a one B, um, but basically Bryce Young and, and, um, CJ Stroud have been, you know, the two that have been the most talked about at this position. Doesn't mean that's going to be one of them for sure. Doesn't mean, um, it can't be somebody else, but, um, you know, for me, as far as, you know, when I, when I look at this, um, I think that, uh, you know Bryce Young is 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 the guy. I think he's proven himself in an SEC um, where we all know how difficult that uh, defense can be um, from from week to week, regardless of who you're playing. Um, he's been in big time games. He's had incredible um, stats. I mean, this is a guy that is, in my opinion, probably the most ready to go quarterback. <laughs> um, plays week in and week out and is extremely accurate, right? He puts up huge stats. Um, I mean, this is a guy that completed 64, 65% of his complete, his passes in uh, 2022, and then the year before he completed 66. Um, so he's been consistent at doing that. He actually averaged yards per attempt the exact same in 2021 and 2022 at 8.8. So, again, consistency has been there. Um, he's got some mobility. I think the thing that, people have been maybe wondering about is his size, right? I mean, this is a guy that is 5'10. You know, five ten two hundred four 204 is he going to get knocked around in the NFL probably, but is he going to be somebody like a Drew Brees or a Russell Wilson who's been able to handle it as a as a sh- shorter guy. Um but again, like I said, um you know, I think my my wife would uh, be a little upset if I didn't take a, an Alabama guy at one anyway. So, um Bryce Young is who I've got going one, but what are you guys thinking?
1: Um, I mean, he had the, he scored, what, a 98 on the IQ test that they give to quarterbacks or whatever for the NFL. Um, So not only does he have, like, the intangibles to be able to make the big play, play quarterback at the NFL, he also has the brain to do it, and I think that's something that definitely would excite a lot of people and whatnot, and I think it also kind of puts him at that number one spot then too. Because um, I know Carolina I feel like it has to go QB
2: Right I, again and
0: and maybe I mean Steph do you think they have to go QB here?
2: I do think they have to go QB um, I'm not sure Bryce Young is going to be the right fit for that team I do think Bryce Young is going to be a top five pick But is he going to be number one in my personal opinion? Probably not Um, If I had to choose For the Carolina Panthers um, Just for someone to fit into that offense I would probably go with like Anthony Richardson out of okay, Florida. Okay, interesting. Um he, he's a bigger player. Um and like the kid the kid has an arm, right? And he's he doesn't just have an arm like he's huge. He's more of like a Cam Newton type. And he player. has a six
0: four two forty four guy. Do, do you so why why Anthony Richardson over CJ Stroud? Um, besides the fact
1: that you're a Michigan guy.
2: Well <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: he says a stuff is literally wearing a Michigan sweatshirt.
2: <laughs> no look it, it, it really goes to who's going to fit, you know, on which team the best right um, for that team. I I'm thinking Anthony Richardson going to fit um, Honestly, I, I do have uh, CJ Stroud on my list um, But I have him going going somewhere else that I see that he can probably make a huge impact on um, And honestly, I'd rather see him on this other team That's coming down the list
1: so my thing is with and you're not wrong in the comparisons to Richardson. That has been a comparison to Cam Newton that has been made throughout this whole draft process. My thing is, is I don't know that that would necessarily be the best for Carolina to basically in a sense draft Cam Newton 2.0, because like they had some good years with Newton. I he mean, he won an MVP, he, he won them him an MVP, got them there, but they didn't, they but they didn't, they didn't win. Yeah. honestly, yeah, yeah, so,
2: I, I think this kid could be better than cam newton and and i'm not talking about just uh you know being able to run the ball or whatever like cam newton obviously he's a good Mm mid-range passer yeah right anthony richardson has an arm he can launch it yeah right i'm not saying cam newton can't just you know fling it up there but anthony richardson i feel like is going to have a a higher percentage on deep passes yeah Than uh carolina did this
0: trade was this trade like a month ago
1: about or a couple months it's ago. It's been it's it? been
2: I um, think wait, it was wait, wait, before wait. the Aaron Rodgers new
1: dro- so news dropped.
0: The reason why I I just bring that up is right, they they said, hey, there's a guy we want at one. Anthony Richardson, in my opinion, has in the last couple weeks, right, has been getting a lot more buzz. Right. He he's a guy that maybe after the season was completely finished. He wasn't he wasn't talked about like CJ Stroud or or Bryce Young. So do you think they needed to go up to one and get a, an Anthony Richardson instead of trade for a second or a third, which I think would be less probably of you know valuable as far as what they need to get rid of to get the number one pick again? If it's the guy they want, right? If he's got the tangibles they're looking for, if he's got the size that they're looking for, if he's Cam Newton two point right? Then yeah, do it but I mean, they have they would have to have been sure then saying Anthony Richardson one of these teams is going to take him we yeah. got to go up and get him no
2: no i totally, i totally understand that um just because uh, so if you look at the draft order probably like the top there's probably like six so team six or so teams in the top 10 right in the draft that needs qbs right so depending on where carolina fell in the draft before they you know traded up for that you know number one pick how many qbs were going to be gone right going into that number going into the going into their selection um so honestly I, I feel like they they did have to make that um that move just to so they can get that first pick right because if, if they're really looking for him they're not going to have him depending on where they fall in that selection right the top five qbs are going to be gone within 10 picks
1: yeah i mean they would have been they would have been nine and there's there would have been four Five teams in front of them that needed Q that have QB needs,
0: and there are there are always trades that could happen too. So if you're you know if you're thinking you could get a guy, somebody could trade in front of you, and and then all of a sudden you don't get the guy, you're you're like, hey, this guy's gonna fall for us. Like, um, so yeah, I I really do like that because I think that definitely, you know, makes me even think because because again, coming into this, you know, right, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, in my eyes. That was 1A, 1B. Um, But when you say Anthony Richardson, you say, like, yeah, you know, Cam Newton vibes, and that could be what they're looking for. Because, again, I know C.J. Stroud doesn't have the size that maybe Anthony, you know, Richardson has. But in my eyes, he was kind of like the the Cam Newton 2.0, potentially, um, because he's been mobile in a Big Ten for a team that has been in huge games, right? Anthony Richardson the biggest game he's played in in the last couple of years. Right. Like it's just different. It's different. CJ Stroud, Bryce young. They've been in different games. They've had that pressure, but again, doesn't mean Anthony Richardson can't get it done. Um, but yeah, I like that pick for sure. So, so you went young. So yeah, I, I I went Bryce young. You also went went Bryce young and you went Richardson over here when Anthony Richardson. (laughs) So, um, already, already some good talk. Um, on the clock, then would be the Houston Texans, um, sitting at two. Also, in my eyes, I think I think they're going to need a QB. Steph, why don't you start this time? Like, what, you, what are you thinking they're going to do? You're going opposite, not even going to take a QB, or what? are you looking no, at? No, no,
2: I I have the Texans taking a QB. I actually have them taking Bryce Young at number two. Um, honestly, with this team, they're just going to have to rebuild. Obviously, you saw their record last season; it was like I think the worst in the NFL right um so this team isn't great i feel like you know adding bryce young to 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 their their offensive staff right i feel like they're going to actually elevate that team um they will need to figure out who they're going to draft later in the you know in the draft such as like receivers or tight ends or people that can help him out because he's going to need someone there right um obviously you have a young qb you want to make him happy um and then obviously get all these get all these kids early while you can right because you know if you don't have to pay money right then you get to save a lot of it um and do more stuff with it so i just say you know if i was a texans i'd take bryce young if he's available right obviously number one number two pick i think the first five
0: picks in the first round for he or five picks in the first two rounds for um first three rounds for houston but they've got four picks in the top 65 which is pretty sweet two picks top you know first round that's they've got picks so that they, they have actually, you know, some some tools here to go and get players that could effectively uh, make no. them
2: um, improve. I, another thing I do think they need to do is probably figure out what they want to do with the defensive side as well, um, especially like in their secondary. You know, deep passes, you know, letting up over them and stuff like that. So I, I do feel like they need to um, work on that. But first pick for them, i I think it's going to go Bryce Young. Okay, Jacob. All
1: right, um, well, considering Bryce Young is already off my board, um, I do agree that they need to uh, they need to take a quarterback, I think. Um, I mean, it's between Richardson and Stroud, and I think one of the question marks with Stroud was his like Does he have mobility in the pocket? Because a lot of times at Ohio State, um, he would just be in the pocket. Granted, he had such weapons to play with and offensive his line. offensive line was fantastic. was fantastic. So he never really had to move until they played Georgia, and then we saw him, especially in that fourth quarter, put the team on his back and moved the pocket, scrambled, ran up the field.
2: That, so that I think game showed a lot of what he
1: I, do. And I think that's why he's going to go second on my board here is because he showed a lot of that, that he's willing to put his body on the line to be able to you know, go and win games, go and help his team win games and stuff like that. I think between him and Richardson, I mean, we obviously saw a lot more of Stroud playing for the Ohio State. Um, But I think also he's, he he was in a program that felt a lot more ready to pro-develop quarterbacks. And I'm wondering too, because for the longest time, Ohio State quarterbacks wouldn't translate to the NFL. And question marks are still on Justin Fields, but it definitely feels like Fields and Stroud can be kind of the start of a new era of yeah. Ohio State quarterbacks that really yeah. make it big in the NFL. So I think Stroud will go number two here to the Texans. That's fair.
0: Yeah, and I don't like to play copycat here, but I, this won't last for for very much longer, <laughs> I wouldn't think. But um, I, I agree with you on CJ Stroud going to to Houston. Obviously, they, they do have a, a glaring hole at quarterback. They need somebody that can come in and start, right? There's not a lot of... Quarterbacks in the draft that I believe can come in and start and be impactful. Um, I, again, most quarterbacks need a little bit of time, right? Whether it's half a season, a year, two years even. Um, they just don't get that anymore. But CJ Stroud, I think, is ready, you know, plus 35 this last year on his touchdown to interception ratio. Um, the year before, he was plus 38. Um, so, again, passer ratings of 125 and 130 the last two years just a monster right um and then a 63214 guy he's got good size um his his game against Georgia I think is something that every scout would have to be looking at right this is one of the most intense games he's played in his life and he came to play and he did it you know he wasn't he didn't shy away from the moment it didn't get the better of him he made great decisions during that game too he ran when he had to run which you didn't see a lot of during the season as much um, because again if he can pass the ball he likes passing the ball too um, but again really I think his accuracy is is pretty awesome as well last two years he was 66 and 72 percent um, so you talk about his accuracy I mean it's it's definitely there um, and you know with 390 and 443 attempts thrown, the, guys, the guy uses his arm so the expectation is he's not just going to be handing the ball off too so um so yeah we got a couple CJ Stroud's from Jake and myself and then Stefan went ahead and uh you you, you took Bryce Young for the Bryce Young Yep, yeah, you took Bryce Young so um going on to the third pick okay um Arizona Cardinals we got, we got two QBs off the board for everybody. Um, who do you see the Arizona Cardinals taking, Jake
1: Uh They're going to beef up the defense and pick Jalen Carter, number I, three. I agree. I think I, there's, there's so much speculation around Jalen Carter and what he's like off the field and all that off-the-field drama, and I completely understand that. Um, I think that's why he's kind of falling because coming into the year, I think he was projected to be the number one pick, albeit you know in contention with Young and Stroud uh, and Will Anderson from Alabama. But I think you know they, this is still a pretty deep um, offensive line draft because that's another thing that I feel Arizona is going to need as well. But I think it's deep enough that they can still possibly trade up. They can. Um, even maybe trade back. We could see a trade there as well. But I think since D line is one of the things that they're going to need heading into the season as well, I feel like taking an interior guy like Jalen Carter, who can just be an absolute game wrecker, um, in that interior D line spot, I think is going to be a good fit for them and a big one to help that defense.
0: So you think he'll be on the field?
1: I think he will. I. It do you really, roll honestly, the dice
0: with a top three pick like that, if, if if you think about it, Arizona, the expectation is they're not going to have a top ten pick in the next. You know, you they'd hope ever, yeah. but like, um, you, you, you do you roll the dice on a guy that might not be on the field that's had issues that you are saying you are not just you are coming here, but you are a guy that we're going to be like trying to build around, and you are building around a guy that you are going to have to again put resources towards this guy. So he's staying on the straight and narrow. Is that is that something that you think Arizona is wanting to do? when they've they've had uh what Murray go down last year? Mm-hmm. Was it a year and a half ago now? Well, it was last year, right? When he got injured.
1: Yeah, Murray Murray's been up and down a lot, but I still think with. They just they need it. They have the playmakers out wide for right now. That Watt I don't re- think Watt retired,
0: so they need somebody. Watt
1: retired. They're gonna need somebody inside too. They can.
0: But Watt was also a big time leader, so like and finding a leader to replace him is. I'm pretty
1: be. sure Buddha Baker just asked for a trade, didn't he? I'm not sure. I think he did. Gonna double check that
0: quick. Well, while you're looking that up, I think because of some of those issues, <laughs> yeah. um, that Jalen Carter's had, and just the coaching staff in Arizona that I believe is new as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think they're going to want somebody that yes, can solidify that defense, be an edge rusher. Potentially. You actually already mentioned him a little bit during your, um, kind of going through your pick, but will Anderson from Alabama, I actually think he's the best non quarterback, like starting smart bet player in this draft. You just, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, you know, he, he's, like character doesn't have character issues there's nothing that's kind of been red flagged there or anything. And so he's a guy that I think you can right away plug and play him and you know he's gonna give you hundred and ten percent from the line defensive line every time. So I'm I'm taking um Ed rusher Will Will Anderson to kind of take uh JJ Watts
1: spot. I actually really like that pick, not gonna lie. I do too.
2: <laughs> I
1: think I think you I don't think you can really miss with either carter or anderson at that because i think they're both game records on either the inside or the outside honestly if they were both on the same team that'd be terrifying but um (laughs) being being that they both can really i even if jalen carter does fall you know he's suspended for four games whatever um and I
0: don't think Jalen Carter, if he does fall, is gonna to be too far. Just because of I don't that. he's it's not gonna, gonna to leave the, the right. top ten. It's gonna have to be the right place. They're gonna yeah. have to have good resources. I think a coaching staff that's been solidified. Um so st- staff like who are you thinking for Arizona as the third pick?
2: Oh, I, I agree with uh Jake and Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um again, I think when it comes to skills and talent wise, absolutely. You know, he is As as McAfee would say, it it
2: just comes to, uh, it it, it just comes (laughs) to, uh, you know, who, who is he going to be off the field? Right. That's really what's going to come down to. So, yeah. um, And they could have
0: had an absolute home run with him.
2: They could, you know, they could, hopefully he can kick it in gear, um, you know, as as the days come around, but I guess we're just going to find out. So fourth pick,
0: Indianapolis Colts, right? quarterback needs they probably would like some receiving receivers for whatever quarterback that that is going to be starting it in the fall for them offensive line I mean offensive struggles they have one of the best running backs that you could re- really want in the NFL right now so are you are you are you more concerned for an offensive lineman here so you're you're getting blocking for whoever you have at quarterback as well as for your running back are you getting another weapon for wide receiver, tight end, um, for there to you know the ball to be spread around a little bit more? Are you looking for a QB specifically? Are you looking for something completely different? What What are you guys thinking here, Steph? Why don't you start start us out for pick four?
2: Um, this pick, I say they need to go with a quarterback. Um, right now, they don't have one. They've been having a quarterback like um, every year. For like the past like three or four years, <laughs> and they've been having you know one quarterback that's been like uh, they're good at one team and they come to their you know come to the Colts and they kind of stink, right? <laughs> <laughs> who's the, who's their quarterback? Do they do you have a depth? Can we
0: pull up a depth, I up. Yeah, depth I chart? Yeah, I'll pull one up real quick. Because
2: um, I I agree,
0: Cause Cause you know they just was...
1: signed Baker Mayfield. No, 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 uh, no Baker uh, yeah, Mayfield. Nick Tampa, Foles, Tampa. Gardner Minshew.
0: So so Nick Foles, Gardner, right? They they can they can be a role player there. Right. Okay. So, do you pick somebody that you're looking quarterback to start? Picking somebody to sit behind somebody.
2: I'm looking. I'm looking for someone to, um, you know, look to replace someone. Okay. So if, if Nick Foles is there, right? Obviously, you put Nick Foles as starting quarterback. Right. He has mm-hmm. the most experience. He has Super Bowl experience as well. Right. Um, but Gardner Minshew's stash won't get on the starting job. <laughs> <Yeah. road. laughs> look. Um, I <laughs> mean, Gardner Minshew. He he's good for a roster spot. You know, yeah. if you need him to come in, he's going to come in and give you good minutes. He gave, um, was it
0: the, he gave Philly a he gave couple Philly, weeks this last, I mean, obviously Philly yeah, had its Super
2: Bowl team, right?
0: So that's not the Colts. Yeah. Last it, year, that's it, not it, the Colts.
2: It's not the Colts. It's not the Colts, right? So it's a yeah. totally different team. Obviously they don't have, you know, the, the offensive, you know, line
0: that the Eagles had
2: just the offense in general, but the, <laughs> right? the, the weapons, had, right? nothing. The weapons. No, um, they don't have anything. <laughs> I, I say they pick, um, well, Levis, um, at quarterback nice pick. Um, Will Levis is a big dude. He's actually, if you've seen him at like the draft combine or like or, or any of his like pro days, six four two twenty nine. The, the the dude like he he's huge. He got like a lot bigger outside of uh, the actual season. Um, he gained dude, a lot he of made weight.
0: Kentucky relevant.
2: He did. He <laughs> I'm did. not saying
0: it's just him. I've Kentucky incredible program that they got going on there right now. But he was a big part of that, right? He,
2: he was a huge part of that. And, like, he plays through, like, which is going to sound kind of bad, but, you know, he toughs it out and plays through injuries sometimes, right? Sure. I think he, like, broke his finger and, like, continued playing in the Some game. Some of the best
0: quarterbacks. Brett Favre played through <laughs> injuries every week, right? Didn't complain about it, maybe a little bit. Um, no
2: <laughs> Drew Brees. Um, but if, if we're looking at probably, like, the most NFL, well, he, he's probably the most NFL ready. Remaining. Um, Probably that.
0: Because off the board right now, right, you have Anthony Richardson, yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still I have – so you have Will Levis over C.J. Over C. Stroud. even. I do,
2: I do. But again, that's, Michigan that, guy over hey. here, guys, so don't be haters. <laughs> hey, hey, this is – uh, it's, you know, it's – it's the way I do my picks is what team is going to need what. You know what I mean? Um, So, like, obviously, I think C.J. Stroud is a great quarterback, but are they going to need him in Indianapolis? I, I don't think so. Would it be cool seeing him there? Yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, going down, going down the list, I do see him on a different team that I feel like would benefit he's, him a he's, lot he's more. He's already
0: scoped out the team he wants. <laughs> <He>, yep, <laughs> like he knows cult. you don't get him.
2: You don't get him. He said no. <laughs>
0: um,
1: End all be all.
0: Okay, so Will Levis for you, Jaken, What are, What are you looking at here for the um,
1: Colts? Anthony Richardson.
0: Okay, well, I'm just going to say ditto. (laughs) 310%. I think, you know, Stefan touched on him earlier, right? But I think he does have the ability to be a star in the NFL. I think he really does. I think potential-wise, I think he might have the highest ceiling of the quarterbacks, but I really want to see quarterbacks have a year behind a quarterback. And whether it's, you know, Minshew taking some snaps this year and Foles taking snaps, whatever – Richardson is a guy I think can that can, in a year or two, be the guy that they're building this team around. Again, not maybe maybe not building around because they already have a running back they can do that with, but they're he's going to be very complimentary for for this team I think when it comes to to what they have. Um, but I I really like Anthony Richardson um, going here at number four as well. But Jake, what what did you see about him that you just Think makes
1: sense. I so with the Colts, I feel like you have you obviously have Jonathan Taylor, um, in the backfield. Uh, one of the things they're going to need to address is just getting some O line help. But I think being able to have a guy in the backfield that can kind of add that dynamic of being able to move the pocket, being able to look downfield. Um, you're going to have some young receivers still in Indy with um, Pittman, uh, who. You know, if they can move the pocket, they might be able to, um, you know, have some bigger plays downfield and whatnot. I think what they've really been lacking, though, you look at the past couple of years with their uh, QB carousel has been that dynamic of being able to move the pocket. Nothing against Matt Ryan. I mean, he had some pretty fun runs last year. But he's getting up even there, too. I mean, you, you can't ask Matt Ryan.
0: Again, when yeah. Matt Ryan was younger, he probably would be a little bit more mobile. Yeah, But right now he's... And I,
1: I think with... um. With Ryan, with Rivers, with Wentz, like they can move, but they aren't going to be as athletic as what Richardson is, and well, I think that's just going to help not only their running game but their entire offense in general.
0: I mean, it's it's kind of like in Harry Potter, the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher right now going on there.
1: Shout out to all the uh, Harry Potter <laughs> fans out there if you're a podcast. It's listeners. a that's but a very good. Uh, but it,
0: it really has been a carousel, as you said, and and Stefan, as you said, like there's just been quarterbacks; that they've just been like you know hoping to squeeze the last bit of juice out of them um and they they need some fresh blood there for a quarterback i think this year and if if they don't go quarterback here uh, they they've got to be you know there's obviously been conversation about potentially lamar looking at indy i think what baltimore wants for him is probably too much for what indianapolis is willing to give up because indianapolis needs a lot they need more than lamar to be a good team a great team and so uh, you know that's been something that's been you know around a little bit but i mean do Uh, you think they look elsewhere outside the draft stefan at all for a quarterback
2: are we are we talking about the colts
0: like do you think do you think they would look outside the draft i mean and, and go get somebody that's aaron Rodgers. Sure. I mean like hey, he, sure. sure. I mean, I mean Aaron Rodgers hasn't been taken yet, right? I mean but do do you think they look outside of the draft and say, "Hey, we want to draft a stud offensive lineman or we want to get this quarterback that we're going to bring in a weapon."
2: I I would say that it would depend on what their needs is, right? Because if they're looking for someone that's already, you know, um let's say, you know, profound in the league already, right? Which so is like like what they've done like the an last Aaron, Four years is what right? they have done right <laughs> so what they're continuing to do and obviously they can see that they haven't been doing anything by by so doing that, like right? same record so, so it's same it's, just, different it's just like if you're missing the playoffs what are you doing right, right. Are, are, are are you making the right choices each year to to advance to move forward um i say they honestly just need to start over mm-hmm. and rebuild right um you know they got a couple of young guys on the team right now right let's rebuild around a new quarterback Let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can bring us. Um, And then, obviously, if we have the cap space, let's get some receivers, right? Let's get some receivers in so we can help out the QB. Um, Let's get some tight ends in there. Let's get an O line. Um, And let's work on the defense a little bit. Let's get some, you know, the secondary, you know, uh, upgraded a little bit, Um, get that D line, you know, toughened up and stuff like that. What do you think
0: Jonathan Taylor wants? Do you think he wants a young quarterback most? Do you think he wants an offensive lineman that can just block some? I, I Like think one or two I, levels honestly, of guys in front of him. What, do you, what does he want? I would. Jonathan think,
1: Taylor wants to win.
2: Yeah, Jonathan, if you to want to win win. call in, <laughs> like, feel this free. Was hot <laughs> Badgers over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no, I think I think for Taylor, obviously, one you would love to just see him healthy, and I think yeah, I that's say, what that's that's he wants for himself most. Most is to stay healthy. Um, you know, with with the Colts, the, there's potential that they could end up getting some. Offensive line help here. I think also getting another receiver would be good and I think Towards the later end of the first round early second There's going to be a lot of receivers taken so there's potential that they could add another receiver to that receiver room They added um, Zach Moss.
0: They're right good in the and they've got Dion Jackson So we talk about yeah. guys that have been role players for yep. the backfield with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah,
1: so I think um, For Taylor I, f- I feel like it's just knowing the guy that you is going to be handing you the ball and being able to, instead of just, all right, this is how Matt Ryan does it. This is how Wentz does it. This is how Philip Rivers does it. And you that's know?
0: really where I see Anthony Richardson, right? He becomes a guy that can, not Pat Mahomes, not Lamar Jackson, but be a guy that's mobile and adding different levels to what your offensive packages are, yeah. right?
1: And keep in mind, too, even for Jonathan Taylor, going back to his college days, Graham Mertz wasn't the most athletic quarterback it's not like he's played with a dual threat quarterback like an Anthony Richardson too. So I think that adds an added element to the running game as well. And for Taylor to kind of adjust to is like the quarterback may just pull it on him and he just ends up being the decoy. So I think that would take some hits off him as well and wouldn't make it as run dependent on Taylor to be able to maybe make it through the whole season now.
0: Yep. No, I agree. So we got, we got, we got really into that. Um, Obviously, Jake and I both took Anthony Richardson. Stefan, you took Will Levis. Will Levis. Um, so, again, quarterback going to to Indy. I think we would all be surprised if, if I speak for us all. I think we'd all be surprised if they don't take a quarterback.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. So, going to the fifth pick, yeah, you got the Seattle Seahawks on the clock. Uh, they got this from Denver and trade last year. Um, so, on the clock here. You know, they're their glaring needs probably up front somewhere, whether it's on offense or defense. They just signed Geno Smith, um, who I think has a couple good years in him. So, I, again, you know that if you are looking for a future quarterback, right, they are dwindling down from any of who's left in this draft, if you're looking. Um, and if you don't want to be in the top 10 for the future, are you looking there? even though it's not a glaring need for you? Are you looking for a wide receiver, which I know, um, you know, you look at Lockett getting a little bit older. Obviously, you've got one of the best receivers in um, – what, what's DK name? Metcalf. DK Metcalf, thank you. I um, love all your uh, mouth guards, by the way. <laughs> Pacifiers and all. Um, but, you know, what what do you guys see? I, I think you you know this is the – the Legion of Boom that used to be, it used to be a defense everybody feared? Do they go D? Do they go a line to project Geno and, and their their new star running back? What, what
1: do they do? I don't want to go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> I don't want to go first. Um,
0: I think here, I, I think this is where we talked a little bit about Jalen Carter's issues. Um, I think Pete Carroll's a guy that can handle people. I think he's a a character guy. I think he's personable. I think he's able to bill a check, like bring somebody in and and whether it's help him through something, tell him, Hey, we, this is who you need to be for our team. This is who you need to be for your future and yourself. Um, And I think Jalen Carter would respond to somebody like a Pete Carroll. Um, I think they, they probably miss a little bit of the defense of juggernaut that they used to be. And I think Jalen Carter is a guy that in my opinion is probably one of the most athletic guys in this draft, but because of those character issues I talked about earlier, why maybe he's not going super early. Um, uh, but at five, I, th- I'm, I'd have Seattle taking Jalen Carter and, and getting an incredible opportunity at, at building some, uh, scary defense for the future.
2: I would say, um uh, since I already have Jalen Carter off of my list, I am going to go ahead. Ha- I'm also have to go on the defensive side and say, um, Elijah Kansi. I'm gonna go with him out of Pittsburgh Ooh. um he has great size um the last two seasons he's had seven sacks in both seasons um and, you know that's that's tied for top 50 in the nation right obviously that's you know that's huge right top 50 in the nation um being that's ranked crazy. that high just in sacks alone right um I I, I feel like he'll be a good fit um, he seems like it would be like a good kid, you know. He's out of Pittsburgh, you know, so you don't really hear too much out of Pittsburgh. Um, but obviously, they're in a pretty good conference, and he played some good games. So he
0: played one thousand thirty-one snaps in the last two years, <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: which is insane, right? Like yeah. he, it shows his durability. Oh he's yeah, there. He's and healthy. Pittsburgh's
0: rough weather. I mean, they they again, we, you you talk about who's like a grinder and who's who's gritty. This guy's playing in Pittsburgh. They got outdoor stadium, right? They play at Heinz Field. They share the field with Pittsburgh Steelers. Um. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. But you, digging? I also think it's addressing. We're we're both <laughs> addressing what we think they should get, and which is getting get back to that defense.
2: Yeah. That, you, that yes. you're used to. That yes.
1: Great. So, so here's why they're gonna pick Will Levis. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Um. Two later so, for taking <laughs>
0: We're gonna just This is it.
1: exactly <laughs> this is exactly why I didn't go first because you two were the logical choice. Now we get to me and. Look, this might be Green Bay Packers syndrome, and I say might. It it kind of is, but you want Jay I think to the
0: Green Bay. Huh? <laughs> He's not going No, back to it's kidding, no.
1: We don't. We I'm have kidding. Kenny Clark. We're okay for now. Um. <laughs> no. So the reason why I think one, we talk about Gino having a good couple of years left. Yeah. But it's only a good couple of years. You're gonna have to think at some point about the future. The future. Now. Seahawks have two picks in this first round, five and 20. Um, I think they'll still be able to address the needs that they need to get, but it's hard to pass up the amount of talent. And I was going back and forth between Will Anderson and Will Levis. The reason why I went with Levis is just because the quarterback is such a higher need position where you're going to have guys coming through that can really help impact that defensive line that, you know, it's always just new talent and stuff like that coming through, whereas you only get a chance at drafting quarterbacks like uh Richardson,
0: Stroud, the Young. There's 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 a fall off after there's a of fall off after some of these edge quarterbacks. Rushers, again, um, you know, in my eyes, Will Anderson is above the rest when it comes to edge rushers, but mm-hmm there are plenty of edge rushers that have potential that have high ceilings that have, that are great athletes. So I, yeah, I totally get that.
1: So I think it's not necessarily a need. And I think Gino still starts. Um, you get to pair a jacked Will Levis with a jacked DK Metcalf though. So that'll look, (laughs) that'll be fun. Um, (laughs) but no, I think especially for how high Levis is, I mean, I could see Levis falling to seven or eight, but I feel like C- the Seahawks will also look at it and be like, you know, we could take this guy and he may sit for a couple of years, but then we could see something special out of him. So it was, it was one of those, like, I was really debating going back and forth and I still kind of am. But at the same time, I feel like Levis will probably go off the board at five. I mean, he's had a good draft combine process too and stuff like that. Like, he's proven that he's got talent and whatnot too that I think an organization within that top five, top ten will take a chance on him. So I don't think he either would fall too far out of the top ten if he does fall that far. But. Sure.
0: Sweet. So we've, we've got a few a few different guys. we got a couple defensive interior guys, both Stefan and I, um, and then Jake in. Going with quarterback.
2: Four Gino, quarterbacks he, out of the top five. How would five. Gino
0: handle that stuff? Do you think Gino would be okay with that? Do you think he would He understands his role? He knows he's got a couple of years of, of play there, and, and, they, and they say that to him. They say, hey, this is a guy that is for the future. Or do they say, hey, you're battling for your spot right now?
2: Um, well, first off, they won't say he's battling for his spot just because they just signed him to a nice extension. Um, and then second off, honestly, I think they would go with a QB probably in the next year. So probably in the next draft, I say they pick a QB. I say for now they have to figure out what they need at this moment, at this point in time. Um, other otherwise, they can actually just pick up like a QB off of uh, you know like the, off of waivers or anything. You know, so. they could pick
0: one in later rounds too. And there's plenty of opportunities to get somebody that's a it's a project, right? It's a Tom Brady easy. <laughs> I mean, I know, mean, but, but that, that really is yeah. that that could be somebody that's like, hey, you need a couple, you do need a couple years, and there's there's not the talk about, hey, this guy could be a starter, right? Because 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 we all know that Will Levis could be a starter this year, he could be a starter next year, but there's other quarterbacks that are on the are in this draft that nobody's saying, hey, these guys are starters year one, year two. These are guys that you sit a couple years have your opportunity and you could become something special
1: so here's to your point of waiting till next year the current um qb prospects are caleb williams from usc uh drake may from north carolina um
0: who's from north carolina
1: drake may from north carolina uh currently going through a change at offensive coordinator because his off offensive coordinator from last year is at wisconsin but a
0: great coach that's but a great coach that's
1: there now um Shador Sanders. I hope I said that right. Uh, Shador. Yeah. Shador. Okay. Um Colorado. Uh Michael Pratt from Tulane. Um Jaden Daniels, Quinn Yours, and Michael Pratt.
2: Honestly, I, I'm really curious because this upcoming season is going to be insane because you got Shador Sanders. Uh, Deion Sanders. Changing of the
0: guard a little bit. Georgia's got a new quarterback. Alabama's got a new quarterback. Ohio State's got a new quarterback. You're, you're looking at programs that have had a quarterback in place for a couple years right now now they got to get new guys and they've got to just step in
1: yeah and then with that too though I think for the Seahawks it's like you can look at that and be like all right well Caleb Williams is probably like going to be a guy everybody else will kind of see as we go but like right now you have a guy in Levis who's proven he can I play well.
2: So, so the reason why I say for them to you know go on the defensive side as well is because I don't know how many QBs are going to be available by the time they have their pick, right? So if they if they really want to wait, until I mean like Bo like, Nix from Oregon, Bo Nix from Oregon, yeah, he's yeah. also going to be a guy. I think so he'll be ready. So but. I feel like if um, if they're willing to wait, obviously since they just signed Geno you know, to that extension, if they're willing to wait, wait until next year and try to get Caleb Williams, try yeah. to, you know try to get someone else with a high pick. Um, but it, it obviously this year, I just think the the QB field is just stacked.
0: Yeah, it's um, going to be crazy though because the the truth is, right? A guy like fast forward next year, Caleb Williams, he's going to go probably top five, top ten. Seattle's not thinking that they want a top ten pick next year, right? That they're going to want to be better than that. So ideally and likely, they're not going to be in the top ten to even draft a quarterback which is true, next which is year, true. right? So that's. That's just where I'm coming in devil's advocate saying if you want a QB again you can always look at waivers later you can always look at free agents later you yeah. can always you know get a undrafted free agent there's plenty of options that are out there right teams will be dropping quarterbacks once they start dwindling down their roster sizes um so so again lots of opportunities i think that Seattle has here um but again i don't think quarterback is is a dumb idea at all
1: yeah it'll it'll be interesting i like i think that seahawks pick is going to be one to really keep an eye on because i feel like they honestly could go anywhere they could go defensive they could go offensive line they could take levis and just kind of build towards the future it'll they could be
0: take a weapon out wide too. a, w- with Lockett a wide out and yep. hey you're going to have to pay the man because you saw how much wide receivers are making now mm-hmm. for Lockett at the end of his contract they, that's or true. you're going going to have to get have a rookie that you've been developing that is a lot cheaper. So again, and you could take a wide receiver later. They got another first round pick. Um, but yeah, let's move on to number six, Detroit lions on the clock. And this is probably one of the scarier teams picking in the top 10 because their team is so good, right? They've got their offense is scary. Their defense is scary. I think they're probably hoping and thinking that they can win the North this year. Um, you know, Confusion in Green Bay. Vikings have Cousins, so you know they're going to be good, but are they going to be great? Bears have been in limbo for years, and not Lambo, but limbo, and they are actually, <laughs> you know, making a little bit of headway with Fields, just trying to get some stuff around them. But, you know, the Lions, uh, they're probably a team that a lot of experts are going to probably pick this year to win the North.
2: So who do you got on there?
0: Um, you know, for me, I... Thought long and hard on this one. I actually think the second best pass rusher in the draft, um, another defensive compliment. You talk about Aiden Hutchinson, who's already there as an edge rusher. You know, if you can put Go somebody over. on the other side across from him, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, this is a guy that would absolutely make this Lions defense look scary. Um, if they can get this defense clicking like the offense was clicking last year this this team as a whole is very different. So if you have Hutchinson on one side, you line up Tyree Wilson. This is a guy that played 1,143 snaps in the last two seasons. He's got 14 sacks. He's got 58 hurries. Um, and, and he's a six 6'6 guy, 271, right? His wingspan is ridiculous. He's a guy that, um, you know, blocking him is extremely hard. Um, inside out, he had 50 pressures this past season on quarterbacks, Texas tech. Um, so I, I like Tyree Wilson here. Cause I think again, it forces other teams to not just have to guard Hutchinson, which we know how incredible of a player that guy is. Um, but now, now there's a two pronged attack that they've got somebody coming in from both sides.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to take Will Anderson here. Um, I think on the defensive side, there, there's a need for at least according to, uh, pro football focus, but they, they say there's a need for wide receiver tight end. And I think they addressed the tight end, um, in this draft, but I think it's, it's hard when you have a player like Will Anderson still on the board, still hanging around, Um, to not take him, and I think especially pairing him alongside Aiden Hutchinson, that's that's going to be terrifying for any.
0: He's still around at six. There's no way that I think the Lions pass up on him. Their their staff, their front office, they like like gritty, hard hitting, tough guys. Right? You look at their coach. They they want guys looking like their coach. (laughs) Yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, if Will Anderson's there, I think take him. Um.
2: So, this is tough. This is real tough because. Um, what kind you guys, of curveball? He's you, smiling so, yeah. so heavy right now. So, 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 you guys both went on the defensive side. I went on the offensive side. Okay. I think they should get Jackson Smith and, and Jigba. Oh, um, wow. Ohio State. I do think they need, they need another receiver. Um, and, obviously, their offense loses a lot this year because of Jamal Williams. He requested a trade. <laughs> if you guys didn't know. Williams, I thought he just didn't re-sign. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't re sign. He he but he's now he's on the Saints. He's on the Saints, right? So so that's a huge offensive weapon, right? That you don't have. Especially in DNA. that red zone. Especially in the red zone. Um, so obviously I don't think there's a lot of good running backs, you know, necessarily in this draft this year per se. Not high um, up. You know, really, you know. Not going not necessarily. high up. No. Nope. Um, so Lions I, have more picks to come to, so. I say if they can pair someone um, with, you know, Amaran, St. Brown, you know, on the other side, I feel like that can be a deadly, a deadly duo. Um, especially Absolutely. for the deep the deep ball right because if you look at Jared Goff at quarterback like he has the experience he's played in the Super Bowl game he's played in the playoffs multiple years um, he actually had a really good season last year it's just like it wasn't really talked about obviously because the defensive side right on the defensive side of things they, they weren't doing that great um, and then on the offense I think i St. Brown was uh, was injured for a portion of this year as well mm-hmm. um, this past season and then so I just think like obviously with, with without having Jamal Williams they're going to need another offensive punch on that side. Um I think they would need that right now before they need something on the defensive end. Um because their defense of course is still young, right? They still have time to develop. It, it, and it helps that Jared Goff is still young, right? He's not that old of a quarterback. No,
0: he's not. I mean he's been, you know, on multiple teams now and played a big role on them, so it seems like he's been a household name for a decade, for, you know, for a but, while, but, he, but he's, he's not. Still, you're he's right; not he's not young. Old.
2: <laughs> um. So honestly, that that's that's my personal, yeah. know, pick that I would pick. For. I like it.
1: Um. Only thing I have against it is the fact that you have Jameson Williams, Amon um, Ross, St. Brown, Marvin Jones, Quintez Cephas, Josh Reynolds. Um. It's just it's such a stat, and I know they don't have like huge names and whatnot. I get that, but like it it feels like that wide receiver room is already it's so deep. crowded. No, it, it's it's, it's deep. really deep.
2: It's deep. I do understand that. And um, that's when they have to figure out who they want in yeah. the receiver position because they can use these athletes as like a bargain for some someone mm-hmm. else, right? They, they can go to sure. another team and say, I want to take these Yeah, that. it could that. definitely
0: be dangled out in front yeah. of other teams. Um,
2: so it, it, it depends on what they want, obviously, and what they're looking for what they want to see out of their team this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they if they want to, you know, pursue defense, they want to make sure they get after it on defense this year and, and try to change the numbers, try to, you know, lower the number of points per game that they're giving up. Yeah. Um, if they want to go on the offensive side, they obviously want to figure out how they're going to maintain the level of play that they had last year when they had Jamal Williams, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. it, and they, or when they had both Jamal Williams and Amara um, St. Brown, right? Um, so the, le- the level of intensity is going to be, you know, a little bit different. It's going to be a lot of a, a lot of a change, especially still if they decide to go with a rookie receiver, it's going to be a lot of learning. Right? Yeah. This
0: coach being a tight end in the past also loves tight ends. Yeah. But I don't think a tight end is ever going to go this early. So you get a good wide receiver, you get a tight end later. I
1: think I think there is one
2: that would go this early.
1: I I think there's that one that a could. Tight end that goes this early. I think there's one that could, but I don't have him going this early. So we're just gonna we're gonna skip past it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who did you have, Jacob?
1: I had Will Anderson. That's
0: right. Yep. Okay. Um. All right. Moving on to pick number seven. I don't know if you guys want fireworks now or if you guys want to go first.
1: Um, we'll save the fireworks for last. I have Devin Witherspoon, Illinois cornerback, um, Raiders, uh, all four quarterbacks that, you know, are big name would go this early have gone at this point. Um, on your list, then on you my, my list. list. Correct. Um, and I think with defensive back being one of the areas of need for the Raiders, I think it's a no brainer um helps out that defense Witherspoon projected as a top 10 pick uh 3 INTs passer rating this year when thrown against him was a 25 3 um played 738 defensive snaps this year only allowed 22 receptions on 62 targets is just locked down on that outside um so I think that'll be a guy that can help a Raiders team trying to rebuild and um uh, build back through a really tough division in the AFC West. There's also a bunch of good receivers you think about for the Broncos right now. They have a pretty stacked wide receiver room, even for um, Kansas City. um, I think that'll be, he'll he'll be able to fit in and get a lot of good coverage snaps against a lot of good opponents. So I think that one kind of feels like a no-brainer for the Raiders, at least from my end, but I'm sure that you're going to drop a bombshell here in a moment, so.
0: Steph, how about you, bud?
2: Um, so with this pick, obviously I still have quarterbacks on my list. I am going to go with CJ Stroud. Wow, going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, honestly, I feel like that's a great pickup. I lo- if CJ Stroud it, 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 is there, falls dude. Down. If, if, if he's he there. Falls down. That's a great pick. Yeah, see, that this is this is why I said this is I, I can see him on a team and doing really well. Here's a good I pick when he, Jake and when, he just more when he when he said <laughs> when he, he
1: said. said I have him going later. I immediately like locked to the Raiders. I'm like he's gonna pick him at seven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly I feel like that'd be a great team pairing him with Devontae Adams. If he can
1: sit it just a year behind
2: Grappolo,
0: right? Like just I mean, do you think he sits a year behind him, or do you think they're like, hey, we gotta go um, with him? Do you think I, I, they have I, the patience. I
2: say I say they sit to wait. <laughs> I say they sit behind Jimmy. Well, honestly, it depends how healthy Jimmy is at the beginning of the season, right? Obviously he went out last year injured. Um, I don't know how healthy he is right now. It could say he might be clear to play. Um, but honestly, if if he is clear to play, I say they let him sit behind him for a year. Um, probably get him in for a few snaps here and there, especially on like some blowouts and stuff like that, just so he can get his feet wet. Um, but honestly, yeah, sit you're behind Jimmy and just, you know, take it all in experience it. The, Ra-
0: the Raiders don't have a bad team either. Like, you know, they're picking in the top 10 here and I feel like we've said this for a couple of teams. Um, but there are some teams here in the top 10 that aren't bad teams, um, or at least don't have pieces. So the Raiders have pieces there on their roster. I think to help him out too.
2: And and, on, and and let's be honest. Um, if if I'm the Raiders and I have CJ Stroud that that lay in the draft, and I and I have the opportunity to take him, I think personally I would take him. And honestly, for the starting position, it'd be a toss up. We, I I'd see what ha- what would happen in practice. I would see who's playing better. Um, I know we just signed Jimmy. Jimmy, like really but Jimmy's be been comfortable
0: his entire career, career
2: being the second or the
0: one B guy, right? Like he's been, he's he, been in that he scenario ever games. since he was in New England. He San can Francisco, win games. Like,
2: he just can't. He just can't get over that hump by himself. And right? but he
0: and he and he but he plays such a great role. I think he's he's been very. Um, I think, okay with helping other quarterbacks, you know, whether it was Purdy or, I mean, you you name them in San Francisco, Trey Lance, like all those guys, like they're, he's okay with being the guy that's kind of helping others out too, whether it's in the film room or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I think, honestly, I would be really excited to see Stroud play with Adams. Um, But at the same time, I think, Jimmy G would probably end up being the day one starter, and yep. then they see what happens with Stroud. I, I do think Stroud beats out Jimmy G at some point, especially oh, sure. like let's say they yeah. start out three and five, two and six. You know things aren't going well. I like, could see them turn just, to Stroud,
2: just, just throw in, uh, the rookie QB and say the season's already done. Right, You're making a man Devontae Adams happy if you bring in somebody mm-hmm. like CJ. For sure, if he's there, if he's there, for I mean, sure. I mean, it's, it's not like Devontae Adams is that old. Right. Yeah. Obviously he's aging, but he's not as old as a lot of people would think. Mm-hmm. Um obviously starting his career out in Green Bay and then now recently going to Vegas um last season. So um honestly, let's see what happens. If CJ trial falls that far, I would love for the uh the Las Vegas Raiders to pick him up. But yeah.
0: All right, bombshell time. All right. So, you know, maybe first set of fireworks here a little bit. Um in the first round so I think the Raiders have a couple needs um, that they need. Uh, obviously we talked, we just talked about maybe a future quarterback, offensive line D line, defensive backs. And I think you look at the picks that they have, they've got 38. So they got this pick at seven. They got 38, 70, hundred, hundred and nine. And then they don't pick until 141 and at between 141 and 231, they actually have seven picks. So, as far as what the Raiders have here they I think they're looking to try to maybe get some more third, fourth round picks. And I think a team that's going to be antsy a little bit and potentially wanting to come up and get the best offensive tackle, um, on this list and has some picks to be able to deal is going to be the new England Patriots. Um, the new England Patriots are a team that have a lot of pieces. I believe, um, you know, I know Mac Jones is not the, uh, Quarterback that maybe the entire franchise appreciates right now. Um, but I think he's good enough for right now to be doing what they're doing. You bring in a tackle to give him time. Um, I think it's important. So I have New England giving up the uh, their 14th pick overall, 117th and 192nd pick. Um, and New England Patriots selecting offensive tackle Peter Skaransky, uh from Northwestern. Um, I think he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. Gives New England some confidence up front, um, whether it's for Mac Jones or for a future QB of this franchise. Um, big gets lots of draft. Big get lots of draft stock um, this year to move up again if they need to because of how many picks that the Patriots actually have, um, and the Raiders have enough picks now as well if they want to move back into, uh, you know. Up in the first round again or second Foreshadowing. round, Foreshadowing they're gonna have more opportunities too so <laughs> I've got Las Vegas trading the pick to New England and I've got offensive tackle Peter Skronsky from uh, Northwestern who I think is the best O-line guy
2: shoot if freaking can uh, if the Patriots end up trading up man that'd be so hard not to go with the QB it, it, it would be so hard not going to keep a QB if there if there's one left right um, being that high in the draft. I mean, that's the seventh pick. <laughs> I just, I
1: I can't see them giving up on Mac Jones yet.
2: I, 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 I agree. Just... I agree. And it's just, we have to see how this next year plays out yeah. with Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, and that would really determine on what they really want to see out of their franchise. Do they want to see him, you know, holding at the quarterback position for the next decade, or do they want to go with someone else? Yeah. So
1: I think, I think it would make sense for them though, to move up and get Skronsky at seven.
0: And, and honestly, I think the, one of the bigger deals of this whole trade is the fact that, um, I mean, new England's got picks 14, 46, 76, 107, 135, 184, 187, 192, 210 they have a lot of picks that they can do some movement like this and get rid of, right. They traded 14 for seven here in, in, in my, my mock and they're getting rid of two of their other picks while holding on to eight more picks still. So it's not like they don't have draft capital even after doing this. And they're actually giving the Raiders, um, some draft capital as well. So they can kind of play with it.
2: So, so as we're talking about this, right. Um, there's a, a lot of teams that we're talking about that needs quarterbacks, right? Um, one person to look at for the quarterback position that is trying to make his comeback is Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton was at Auburn's Pro Day. Fantastic workout, right? Obviously, he had a decent amount of teams that were looking at him. Um, so what can he really do? Can he be someone that comes in and supplies for a team? Obviously, we saw that it didn't work out that well in New England, right? But obviously, New England wasn't the right spot for him um, necessarily. So
0: So you're foreshadowing
2: pick eight? Well, no, I'm just saying, look. Because they're they're looking too. Yes, yes, they are looking. So (laughs) if we're doing that, my eighth pick um, for the Atlanta Falcons would be Will Anderson from Alabama. Um going to wow. that team. Um, I do say they find a quarterback because right now they are without a quarterback. So I say they do find a quarterback and they pick one up. And I, I would say that You Cam guys are Newton, crazy. I don't think Will Anderson's dropping. Taylor
1: that. Heineke and Desmond <laughs> Ritter don't cut it, I guess. Hey,
2: hey, look. No, they do not cut it. I would rather have freaking uh Cam Newton than those two personally. <laughs> I've seen more. Okay. Um and honestly I would just, you know. You don't have to sign Cam Newton to anything crazy. Just do you have any veteran, quarterbacks on deal. your
0: uh, on your draft board still? Like, I mean, of the top. Uh, At this Will, point, you I have, think I Will Levis I, up I, there. No, still? they're all gone. I already have.
2: Yeah, I, I think he
1: know. has them they're all. There.
2: They're all gone. Okay. So.
0: Okay. Well, I actually like Atlanta going on defense. I think. Um, I think the best corner in this draft is Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. He's got great size, great speed, um, very versatile. He can actually play press, off man zone, outside, and inside. He's done all of it at Oregon. So, um, I like Christian Gonzalez going up. I mean, Atlanta is a team in a division that I'm not saying it seems like it's up for grabs a little bit,
2: but it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs. It, 100%, so this yeah. is
0: a, this is a, this is a, a a year where I really think if you're a team like Atlanta. You want to get pieces that, that you know are going to be sound for your future, and I think Christian Gonzalez being the best corner in this draft that I have on my
1: board still, I, I, I think you go and get him. Um, so for me, they, they've addressed the cornerback slot a bunch in free agency. Um, first off, defensive back, they signed Jesse Bates, who was originally with the Bengals. Um, then they signed Mike Hughes, um, who adds depth, as well as Cornell Armstrong. And they've just gone with a bunch of like linebackers recently, some defensive ends and stuff like that. They just signed Bud Dupree as well to a one-year deal. Um, so they've addressed uh, their defense a bunch. They're in an interesting spot now where you're going to have some wide receivers like Jackson Smith and Jigba and Quentin Johnson, You also have corners with Christian Gonzalez, potentially Witherspoon if that trade that you alluded to were to happen and whatnot. Um, For me, Witherspoon is gone at 7 just the pick before him. Um, They do need a quarterback, I think, for the long term if Ritter doesn't pan out. But I think they go with Tyree Wilson, uh, edge rusher from Texas Tech. I think one of you took him earlier. Yeah, I took him at uh, Detroit. Um, So I think he falls to... Atlanta here. Uh, that is one of the needs that I feel like they need still is a good edge uh, pass rusher that can hold the edge. Um, you look at that division right now, there isn't going to be a lot of. I mean, you have Derek Carr that I think is the for sure starter, but then you could be adding the potential of Bryce Young or CJ C- C- Stroud or Anthony Richardson um, in Carolina. And I think having a good edge rusher there will help at least. Um, you know set the edge yeah. keep the quarterback in the pocket and different things like that so
0: um so that gets us to the next pick right number 9 Chicago i actually think that they're going to look to trade this um and and part of the reason why i say this is i think they could move back to like i think they're going to want to try to trade something to like Houston uh who's sitting at number 12 as well here um so you're not moving back a lot but i think what Houston's going to want for this is actually um, going to end up being too much. They have to fill too many holes. Chicago has to fill too many holes to, I think, give up draft stock. So I'm going to have them taking the second-best tackle um, since at, since I already told you New England traded up um, ahead of them because I think they they think tackles are going to go and they know that they're going to go before they get to New England's actual pick. So here at number nine, I've got tackle uh, offensive tackle Paris Johnson. Uh, junior from Ohio State, the Ohio State. Um, he played for the same school as Fields, so he gives Fields um, some of the same system uh, looks. He probably knows Fields a little bit, um, it, you know, starting there when, when Fields was getting to his final years. Um, Fields needs protection up front. You know, let's be honest, he's been mo- having to be way too mobile. He's been getting hit way too much, and hopefully this allows um, – him to kind of be more of what he can really be for the Bears.
1: I am taking Skaronsky. I think he hit the nail on the head being able to address at least one of the offensive line positions. That was really honestly one of the big weaknesses of the Bears' offense last year was Fields just had to move to the point where they just started they just started having him play running back yeah, at that too, point, it, just to too keep them from getting hit too much. They have that's where we're
0: getting injured. Their quarterbacks getting hit every second, and I, I, you look at it and you're like, this is the O line. Yeah, it's the O line that's that's this, the leaking sieve right now.
2: I totally agree. Um, they do need an O line, um, but with my pick, I actually have them picking someone on the defensive side, um, Devin Witherspoon, um, for the secondary. Yep. Obviously, secondaries is huge in the NFL because if you get burned by a receiver, then you know. You Obviously, look at the wide receivers yeah.
0: in this division, too. They're starting to get a lot better. You got the a Lions that you've already talked about taking some uh, jig bay earlier. Yeah. Um, we, we look at what the Packers have uh, for receivers. They, they have receivers. We look at the Vikings, what they have for receivers, potentially the best receiver in the NFL. So, like, there's receivers you, you need to be able to cover.
1: I hate the fact that the Bears and the Lions are starting to get so smart in their front office area where they're actually starting to make, like, really good <laughs> business decisions for their teams.
2: Well, I mean, will see. I mean, well, we'll see. Uh, we're the making Bears. great we will decisions. See. <laughs> we are <laughs> making fantastic <laughs> decisions,
0: but we'll see what the Bears do. You know, number ten pick is actually really intriguing because, to me, what are the Eagles doing here, right? But Eagles tenth pick overall. Um, what do they need?
2: I say, I say they I mean, <laughs> need to work on the defense. Um, the offense is there. They had, they have, they have a good uh, quarterback, receiver. You know, uh, complementary group, right? Especially like, you know, you have you have um Hollywood Brown, right? At receiver, and then you pair him up with Devontae Smith.
0: AJ Brown. Don't they have AJ Brown
2: AJ Brown. Uh, whatever Brown it is, one of the Browns. AJ Brown, <laughs> yeah, AJ um, Brown, um, yep. yeah. But yeah, yeah. So AJ Brown and then they have uh Devontae Smith, right? So they have two of probably the top ten receivers in the league. They're tight um, ends pretty good too. And they're young. Yeah. Well, they're all young. They <laughs> yeah. have they have a really young group there. Um and then what Kelsey's coming back another year. Yep.
1: He's got one more year in him, he said. You
2: know, so he can just help protect uh, you know, Hertz a little bit more. Um and like honestly, like Hertz had a really good season. Like he had a breakout season, probably the most improved player in the NFL. Yeah. Um obviously his deep ball, you know, has gotten tremendously better. Use um, you usually know you know Jalen Hurts is like probably like a mid a, a mid range thrower, um, and then have him uh, obviously run the ball. Um, but obviously this year he showed us that he can throw the deep ball and he can show us that how smart his you know how smart he really is on the field um, and how high his IQ is because of the decisions that he's making on the field. Um, if, you, if you watch the games like. Even when he, after he got, he came back from his injury, his shoulder injury, right? He ran a different way. He threw a different way. Um, and he made sure like if he was going to go, you know, for like a rush that he was getting out of bounds on a certain side. So he doesn't injure that shoulder or whenever he gets hit and he falls that he lands a certain way. Um, so in that, I just think they, they just need to grab somebody on the defensive end. Okay. Um, so I'm saying Brian branch. Okay. a safety. From Alabama. See, and I Probably best really...
0: Safe, well, yeah, best...
1: best I I really, really like that pick, to be honest, because I look at, like, their wide receiver room, it'd be, like, if there was somebody that exponentially made that room better, that I think they would take it, but I don't know that you could say that with Johnston or Smith and Jigba. Um, I think... You could go corner because right now you have Bradbury and Slay, but I think the biggest hole in that secondary is the safety position. I also think Branch probably is the smarter pick out of um, – it, it is the smart pick. I think it's a little high for Branch to be taken up at 10, but I think at the same time, unless the Eagles were to trade Which back with somebody
0: – unless you're going to say what you're doing. Nope.
1: I I mean, I, I agree with stuff. Yeah.
0: So I actually have the Eagles trading back to pick number 19 with Tampa Bay. Um, I, so I have Tampa Bay trading up, um, from 19. I end up having at the 19th pick later here, safety, Brian branch from Alabama going to Philadelphia. So I I am a hundred percent in agreement with you. That wasn't planned at all. But, um, as the 10th pick trading up, I still have will Levis on my board I think Tampa Bay wants a guy to sit behind Baker and at least have a shot to like go get a quarterback here. Um, They do need a quarterback. Great future pick here. I think for Tampa Bay, he can sit behind Mayfield or a year or two for a year or two has a lot of similar skills as Mayfield. In my eyes, great feet can get out of the pocket with a solid arm. So I think being able to sit behind Baker here in Tampa is a really good fit um, in my eyes for Will Levis and Philadelphia, only has six picks in the entire draft. So I think if they can trade back, they're going to be able to collect a couple picks. Um, two of those six picks are over 200. Um, so I, I think training back here, they get the 19th pick from Tampa Bay. They get 153, 181st pick as well. And in in my eyes, it just makes sense for Philadelphia to go for some prospects and potential because of how good their team is right now.
1: All right, pick eleven uh Tennessee Titans. I'll
0: go first here. I love this. It's a homer pick for me. Will Levis was just Tennessee's a little bit mad because they were they're uh, a team traded in front of them here in my mock to go get Will Levis, but Tennessee gets to bring the homeboy home and I think they go get QB Hendon Hooker uh from Tennessee.
2: Uh, still on the list. You I look totally at him forgot about being the future behind
0: Tannehill. Um and absolutely, are ready for some incredible upside here in somebody that you can begin maybe preparing for hooker 2024 or something. Right. And so you start building a team around a new quarterback that's got a different skill set than Tannehill for sure. But um, I think this is where t- Tennessee, if if it can fall into their lap, if nobody trades up, I think it's a great pick. Um, obviously, it's his backyard. Um, you know, and, and I think it gives
1: Tennessee a fantastic opportunity in the future. Okay. I uh, took Jackson, Smith, and Jigba with pick 11. Um, I think one of the glaring issues was outside help for um, whether it was Malik Willis, whether it was Ryan Tannehill, um, and I think with Smith and Jigba, you'll be able to kind of address that. I mean, they traded away... Um, AJ Brown last year and um, oh shoot who was there Traylon Burks I think was one of their big wide receivers yeah Um, Burks was I mean for a rookie wide receiver kind of dealing with some quarterback carousel of his own I think he played well but I think being able to add another wide receiver out there alongside Burks um, would definitely help not only the future I mean you have two really solid wide receivers out there for um tennessee to be able to build that passing game it also takes some pressure off of derrick henry too and not have him have to carry the ball 300 times a year sure. um and you can work more play action in there and stuff like that too to be able to try to burn them deep and stuff like that i mean smith and jigba has some solid speed to him as well and can go get a deep ball so i think um you know if the qbs aren't there especially on my board if the qbs aren't there then i think they go address a wide receiver um the wide receiver route. Hopefully, Malik Willis kind of turns the corner, starts developing really well, and then Tannehill hopefully refines his form a little bit um, from the previous years and stuff like that. But
2: yeah, um, I think that uh, Titans are going to go with a receiver. Um, I think they're going to go with Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Ooh, good one. Um, I feel like he's a really good good receiver. Obviously, he torched Michigan in the. <laughs> He is so game, fast so. for a guy his size. <laughs> Dude, 6'3", 208.
0: Who does he remind you of for Tennessee earlier? Maybe AJ Brown.
2: Maybe like, <laughs> flashes of yeah. Brown A little so bit so with the size. They, they they need a receiver there. They need a receiving core. Um, Six, I do. Four, two, I do. 15. They do have another pick in the draft. They have the forty first pick in the second round, right? So they have. Uh, they still have that. I feel like if Hendon Hooker is still available, then they pick him there, um, just because obviously I have Hooker falling so far back in the draft is because of uh, his injury right now, right? right, he, right. He, ended, he ended college football on an injury that ended a season. He probably can't come back for another year. Right. right. Um, so that's the only reason I have him falling back is that he's not able to be, you know, able to participate in team activities um, for like another year and a half. Um, so I say they go to the receiver. Um, if anything, he falls back. If not, I feel like um, I feel like the Vikings can also pick up Hindenhooker. Hooker. Um, I feel like that would be a good pick. Okay, well, you know, hold, that, hold
0: on, hold on. <laughs> okay, sorry, hey, right? Just you know,
2: we actually have our first
0: team that's having their second pick um, of this of this draft. So Houston uh, gets the 12th pick here. Um, I think we all had a quarterback going to Houston. Uh, Jake and you and I had yep. C.J. Stroud. Yep. Stefan, you had Bryce, had Bryce Young, Bryce Young correct? Yep. So I, I'm just saying it right now. I don't have Jackson Smith and Jigba off my board yet. And you bring in C.J. Stroud to Houston, and Jackson's still on the board. You are taking him to make him feel comfortable in Houston. You already got two guys now on offense in Houston that I think this is almost storytale like a little bit. Um, but if if Jackson's on the board and he falls there, you need a wide receiver. You need a quarterback. You already got your quarterback, your franchise quarterback. Go get a franchise wide receiver as well.
1: I like that. Um, I have Quentin Johnston going here. Um, I think of the two, I think Smith and Jigba is going to have more of that flashiness that I think Tennessee will probably want to pick him up. But I think Quentin Johnston and Smith and Jigba are interchangeable. Um, I could also see... Um, potential for defensive line pick here from the Texans with Collegia um, Cansey. Um, I was going back and forth between those two, but I think y- you wanna you wanna start a new era, hopefully for the Texans here, right? And I think you get a franchise quarterback and then hopefully a franchise wide receiver in Quentin Johnston or Jackson Smith and Jigba.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: So I'm taking Johnston. I'm so. gonna take a kicker here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to start uh, your team out right. Right. <laughs> Every good team needs a kicker. <laughs> right. Um, for their second pick in the top 15, I am going to say that Houston Texans are going to go with Jordan Addison out of USC. Um, I feel uh, like pairing him with Bryce Young as I said, Bryce Young is, you know, my second pick on the draft. Um well, I feel he like he is my third
0: wide receiver off the board too.
2: He is my third wide so, receiver off yeah. the board. Um I feel like he'll be a great pick, honestly. Like um if you look if you look at his career stats um in 2021 for that season, you know, he had a uh, hundred recoveries, receptions, right? A hundred receptions. He had sixteen hundred yards, <laughs> seventeen touchdowns. Um, and his long was 67. And then you look at last year and he had pretty much half of those numbers. He had 59 yards of recovering, but he had around 900 yard well, 59 reco- uh, receptions and, you know, around 900 yards of recovering. And then he averaged about 15 yards, you know, per attempt, right? Um, he had eight TDs, which was tied for 36 in the country. Um, that's, that's pretty big. Obviously yeah. he didn't get that many, he, he didn't get that many attempts at it. Right. Um, but he also had a long of 75. Yeah, he, right? he's got some so, wheels on so, him. So he's I mean. shown that he can actually get out and pass the secondary. Um, you know, and makes some huge catches and stuff like that. Um, other than that, yeah, I have him picking Jordan Addison.
0: I mean, the guy's got 2,468 yards and 25 scores over the past two years.
1: Like Ridiculous. He, he,
0: he can be your workhorse as a wide receiver. So that, that is a great pick. Um, next, we got the Jets on the board. Obviously, there's a lot of buzz going on with, with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I actually personally don't think the Jets are or the Jets are going to give up a first-round pick um, this year for him. So. I, I don't think
1: so either, think coming you, from a Packers fan. <clears throat> Anyways, I, I think you take a tackle here to
0: um, shore up your O-line, so whoever's going to end up throwing the rock um, for your team. And, and my best tackle that I've got on my board left is Broderick Jones from uh, Georgia. Again, bringing in Rodgers likely here, you give Aaron some protection, he's going to like this a lot the jets will like this the guy played a ton against some of the best uh, defenses obviously in the uh in the SEC um i think they're probably going to end up trading a second or third round pick or their second or third pick um which are both in the second round um to to the green bay packers for rodgers and um but but again i think this is too early to to be trading something here for rodgers
1: I agree, especially with the trade they just made and getting a second second round pick from the Browns. Yep. Um I think that'll be used in a trade. Um for Rodgers whether they give up the 42nd or 43rd pick uh remains to be seen. I don't think they have a whole lot of holes to fill especially for passing weapons and running back and stuff like that they just need to get get healthy um and they need a quarterback that's going to be willing to throw the rock i also think they need an old line um and i think paris johnson for the jets here makes sense especially um just because the tackle is really one of the big areas that they need on the offensive line johnson's going to be able to come in i think he's going to make an impact right away um, you know, only allowed two sacks last year, three sacks in total in college, um, 26 hurries over three years as well. So I think um, Johnson will be able to come in and really protect Rodgers or Wilson or potentially Lamar Jackson. We'll kind of I mean, see yeah, how...
0: Uh, QBX, right? Yeah, like, QB like,
1: QBX. He'll be able to come in and help the running game, pass protect. I think he'll be a really solid pick here for the Jets, trying to turn the corner, start a new era.
2: Absolutely, I, I
0: agree, hundred ten percent.
2: Um, I am also going to have to go on the defensive side. I'm also going to go with Broderick Jones going to the Jets um, offensive side. Yeah, all right, offensive side. Oh, yeah, offensive yeah, side. Sorry. The the tackle position. Yep. Um, but in all honesty, it really depends on what they're going to do with the quarterback position. Um that's going to be a tough one. Are they going to have Aaron Rodgers next year or are they not going to have Aaron Rodgers next year? Um what do you go who do you go to if you don't have Aaron Rodgers for next year, right? If he if he if he's not able to if you're not able to get a trade for him from the Green Bay Packers, do you continue with Zach Wilson? Do you continue with him or do you continue with White, right? As your as your quarterback? Um or do you go and pick someone up? Right? Or do you? Or do you wait for Lamar Jackson to become available? Well,
0: and you still have quarterbacks on your draft board. I do not. No, you still. Oh, you 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 wouldn't take Hendon Hooker.
2: Um,
0: who else do you you don't? Is well, that he, you he's have, the last one Levis? that's left.
2: You know, they're all gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. <laughs> H- Hendon Hooker is the last one that's left. Um, on my draft board, but um, honestly, I uh, I I mean, what shoot. about
0: Tanner McKee from Stanford? That guy's supposed to be better than Hooker, apparently, but.
1: Oh, I mean, I didn't see anything out of Pac-12, so. <laughs> yeah. Pac-12 games are a little
2: past Steph's bedtime. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, That's
2: facts. No, okay. So
1: so you
0: go tackle here then?
2: Yeah, I go tackle as well. Um, I just say they just need to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback position. Um, if they can't find a, a quarterback, you know, by the time the season starts, I just say go there and pick up Cam Newton. See what he can do. He can't do worse than Zach Wilson.
0: Hey, Cam Newton, you're getting a lot of airtime on here, so if you ever want to stop Eesh. by, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I like that. I think so. The next
0: pick, actually, um, you all have as as the New England Patriots. I actually have as as the Raiders, um, who traded back um, with with the New England Patriots um, for me. So I've got Las Vegas taking corner corner back Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Literally, I think he dropped into their lap at this pick. A great. Draft stock here. Uh, they can enjoy a solid shutdown corner in the toughest QB division in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, so I think you go, you get a corner here. Like I said, they already got some more draft stock from uh, New England and they get a fantastic pick at number 14.
2: Who, who do they have a receiver right now? Raiders. Um, oh, you have the Raiders. So yeah, yeah. I have yeah, the, so yeah, yeah, the Raiders. what the Patriots have right now. Now flipping
0: to New England for the 14th pick. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 um,
1: Hmm. Hold on. Did they sign? Ju- they signed Juju.
2: They did. I Devontae Parker, that.
1: Matthew Slater, Kendrick Bourne. it's Ty Montgomery. Shout out to the Packers. They, they've
0: they've got pieces there, but mm-hmm. they're
2: they they I they, mean, they, they also
1: I think they also got Gesicki. All
2: right. So they have. They got Juju, Devontae Parker. You said Kendrick Bourne, um, Riley Webb, Lynn Bowden, um, Taekwon Thornton, Trey Nixon, Matthew Slater.
1: Yeah, you're thinking wide receiver here, aren't you?
2: Um, honestly, I I I, I forgot they picked up Juju, but I mean.
0: You can't have too many ones. You can't have too many wide, you receivers. Have too many wide receivers. You, you can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. play five. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: I, honestly, the, the best the best receiver on that team at this moment is going to be Juju. Yeah. Right. And and he has no chemistry with Mac Jones on mm-hmm. that team. Um, nor does he have chemistry with anyone on that team per se. Um, but I mean, I, I say you find someone to pair with Juju on the other side. Um, if if you really want to become like a a good threat on the offensive side. Um I mean they could go running back, right? But they still have, you know, a few running backs. I think they got time Montgomery, you know. Um, so I can't really complain there. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking receiver. I'm not sure. Um let me check who's available left for that. I mean, Zay Flowers also had a pretty good season out of Boston College. Um, Josh Downs, North Carolina. North Carolina's been having. They, a still pretty they have Devonte you know, Parker, right? Too. Yep.
0: So, yeah, I mean, th- they've got two, maybe three deep for wide receiver. Um, Hunter Henry at tight end, and Mike Gisek is two, Gisecki, two yeah, two tight ends that aren't bad. So,
2: other option, I say they go with a halfback, and they get uh, Bijan Robinson. You think think Ramondre Stevenson Is a little bit upset about that Look I don't care
1: (laughs) 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 That's the comment from Michigan Go Blue that's gotta way. be the best <laughs> that's the best defense I think I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what do you got, Jacob?
1: Uh Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. You like he was his corner route as well. I think I think the corner route, they have two very solid cornerbacks in uh, Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones. Um, but I think adding a third, same thing with the wide receiver. You can never have too many corners. Yeah. Um. And I think Gonzalez falling this far would be huge for the Patriots because, like you said, um, Gonzalez is definitely one of the top, if not the top, cornerbacks. It's I think it's him and Witherspoon, and then everybody else. Yeah. Um. I had Witherspoon go at seven, and I think, um, Gonzalez here at fourteen would make sense just because, you know, helping out that secondary a little bit um you're going to be adding a guy like aaron Rodgers. you obviously have the juggernaut that should be the miami dolphins in that division and then you've always got to play josh allen twice so i yeah, think that's not really fun no so i think adding another corner um uh here would make sense for them otherwise i and could
0: earlier i took a tackle right i yeah. haven't traded up for getting a mm-hmm. tackle because i do think it's important i think the quarterback yeah. ramondre got a little banged up as the season got later but um yeah, no, I think those are good picks for the Patriots. Um, and then my pick for the uh, Raiders. We got pick 15 with, uh, I'm not going to say.
1: Goal, Pat, go Pack, go!
0: <laughs> Jakin gets to have a little bit of fun here. Oh, um, I'm so excited for this. Do you want to take the first take on this or the third take on this? Like, what, what you I'll, go, I'll gonna go, third. go third. You're going to go third? I'll go third. Okay, since so I probably dislike the Packers the most.
1: You're going to make them take uh, quarterback. No, I'm actually no, going
0: <laughs> uh, in... I think Jake and maybe got a sneak peek at this a little bit but I've got him taking wide receiver Quentin Johnson uh from TCU here he's 64 214 um enough said great route runner Jordan Love needs to give uh needs to have somebody that um he can build trust with and I think this is a guy year one for Jordan Love Quentin Johnson is going to be a guy that can absolutely separate and help him out Go ahead Steph
2: Um I am gonna to have to actually pick Zay Flowers at receiver. Um, so we're saying we're so you are
0: saying there is a chance for a receiver hey, here.
2: Hey, hey, if they can get a first round receiver for uh, Jordan Love, I, I think he'd be one happy camper. Um, if I am being completely honest, because like right now your receiver core kind of dwindled down, right? Um, so you don't have anyone that's there, par se, that's going to be necessarily you know, really great. Um, and I don't know the last time that the Packers actually drafted a first round receiver.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't, I, I, I don't, you don't. Okay. In the last 20 years, the green Bay Packers have had 21 first round draft picks since 2002. Javon Walker. That was the last time they took a wide receiver. Yeah, in the pretty, first he was round, pretty good. Twenty-one years ago, <laughs> that right. was that was before, that was before Aaron Rodgers. In 2023, the Green Bay Packers will select tight end from Utah, Dalton Kincaid.
2: You gotta press the
1: clap. <laughs> oh, the clap button. Here yeah, we go. Get, get it going. No, honestly, though I think from one cold um, climate to another. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Okay. Only time I think I've ever really actually watched Dalton Kincaid was in the Rose Bowl. Dude, every that time is where play, every
0: time he played against USC. Though I know you he, and I talked about that game a lot because I liked you. Well, I liked Utah at the start of the season. You liked USC a little bit, and Utah had USC's number. Yeah, this season. Yes, oh, they did, and it was Kincaid. That absolutely, and who's their quarterback? Him. The quarterback for Utah. Uh, it, whatever, whoever yeah. he is, he's back actually for another year. He's mm-hmm. going to be very good. Yes. Um, but Kincaid was his bread and butter, you know, and and he could just light him up, go down. USC had nothing. 70 receptions. I don't know receptions. If has any corners or interior, like linebackers or safeties or whatever, but they had a rough time
1: with Dalton Kincaid. So if they're, they're there in this draft, they're probably not at the top. Um, um, Kincaid 93 targets, 70 receptions, 890 yards, 8 touchdowns. That'll play in the uh, NFL. But he's he's definitely a guy that helps helps out tremendously in the passing game. And I think the biggest hole right now for the Packers to fill, besides wide receiver, besides figuring out who their quarterback is going to be, and besides the safety position, um, I think will be that tight end spot. They don't have um, Robert Tunyon coming back. He's now in uh, Chicago. Um, they haven't talked about re-signing Mercedes Lewis yet. So right now we only have two tight ends on roster. Josiah DeGuara, who we took in 2021, I want to say. Um, and then I think Tyler Davis are our only two tight ends right now. So Kincaid would be a guy that can come in. He's going to be able to run routes. And especially in kind of what we're looking at is almost in a sense, maybe a little bit of a revamped offense with, a younger quarterback who's going to be able to be a little more mobile. I think the Packers would definitely take uh, a fresh tight end to kind of help bring that in um, and ring in this new offensive stretch that they're going to be starting here with uh, potentially Jordan Love at quarterback, assuming that all the trade stuff happens and Aaron Rodgers is no longer a Packer on the Jets and then next year he'll be on the Vikings and we're just having Brett Favre 2.0.
0: I, I kind of like <laughs> pausing this draft after that Packer pick, we and we can do more mock maybe next time or something. I think so. We can definitely two part a good this. One to end on. Yeah, and honestly, you know we're probably halfway through the first round. <laughs> mm-hmm. Halfway through the first round <laughs> so and got some really good takes. I think from this, um, you know, I think we'll we'll have another podcast here before draft day. So we'll yeah,
1: get, we'll have a part two for sure.
0: Yeah, we'll do the second half of the yeah. first first round and and any other.
1: Splash commentary we want, so especially if a trade happens, <coughs> Packers Jets. <coughs>
0: That's not going to happen until draft night.
1: Come yeah, on. probably not. Um, Aaron Rodgers that
0: that'd be too soon for Aaron Rodgers if it was before then.
1: I think so. Um, well,
0: hey, appreciate all the listeners out there. Um, keep loving it. Um, and no last call. We're not doing last call. I think we definitely probably should. We, we PA is <laughs> going on across the, uh, the sports <laughs> universe. So we should talk a little bit about that. Any shout-outs? What do we got?
1: Um, I'll start to all the fans that are going to NBA and NHL playoffs. You definitely add to the experience, so definitely have fun with it. I think the players definitely feed off that energy, but then also um, it's definitely a fun time for fans to be able to get involved with uh, playoff stuff and whatnot. So I think it's a really fun time for sports, especially with the amount of things starting and ending. So if you're... Going to any of the playoffs, definitely enjoy it. Um, keep the videos coming, too. I think it's a lot of fun to see what other fans are up to and what other fans experience across the different sports. So,
2: um, Other shout-out to the Kings fans out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. If, if you guys watched the game last night, the first, uh, game one, against the Golden State Warriors, um, towards the end of the game, um, a lot of the fans really got got really into the game, um, especially when it was really late. Probably say like the last like couple minutes of the game, um, a lot of the fans were heckling Steph Curry, heckling uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and stuff like that. You know, just he- heckling the the Warriors in general. Um, obviously, you, you want to beat the Warriors. The Warriors are the defending champs, um, and they are you know favorites to win this series, even though they are a lower seed. Um, so. Honestly, I'm just excited to see what this series brings us. Um, Steph Curry said it after the game. He says he he's okay with today's loss because he knows what he needs to do to um, try to get back after it for that next game. Um, and then if you look at uh De'Aaron, you know, yeah, De'Aaron Fox in um, his press conference last night, you know, he was they're just like, you know, how is it to guard Steph Curry? And He was just like, have you guys seen that J.R. Smith take on? Uh, you know how it is to really guard Steph Curry, you know, and he was like when he was explaining how Delhi uh, Dele, Dele Vidova, um, was actually like dying on the court trying to guard Steph Curry in the finals. Right. He said he, he couldn't even talk. That's how dead he was <laughs> yeah. trying to guard <laughs> Steph Curry. Right. Um, De'Aaron Fox said last night he was just like, yeah, it's really like it's real life. It's really hard to guard Steph Curry because you're just constantly running. You, you, you're not getting any break. Well you know one, once he moves and he stops, it's either he's popping a three or he's moving in the next direction, right. Um, so just a huge shout out to the Kings fans and for the King's um, players to actually you know pulling through that win um, as a home game being a, a higher seed. so good luck on the rest of the season.
0: So my big shout out here, the last call is going to definitely be for uh, the Blue Jays taking down the Rays twice. Um, pretty awesome. Uh, I, I That AL East is is pretty incredible. This year, I think we all kind of talked about how crazy that was going to look. Um, Snap
2: their winning streak. But,
0: I mean, kudos to you, Blue Jays. You got done what the Red Sox couldn't do. You got done what many couldn't do. So, um, you know, Blue Jays, hey, if you're in Toronto right now and you haven't been to a Blue Jays game, yet this season you better get to some because they got to be a lot of fun they need your support go have some fun at those games and and
1: and they rebuilt a lot of that or restructured upgraded a lot of their outfield fence i think they um updated the fence lines they made the bullpens a little bigger there's a lot of new seating out there and whatnot so the rogers center definitely looking uh Looking like a lot of fun out there for Blue Jays fans and should be a good team, too. But, yeah, I mean, the, the series that they're having right now against arguably the best team in baseball to start is been pretty impressive. Absolutely.
0: So, hey, again, appreciate the podcast listeners out there. Thank you, Jake, and thank you, Stefan. Um, all the insight you guys bring every week is a lot of fun. Um, we will be here next time. Until then, cheer loud, cheer proud. Get some PDA for your sport, your team, your favorite players, and uh, have fun watching sports this weekend. Take care, guys. Stay safe.